This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 269 of The Real Word. Word is up. I had to look there. I was, wow. I I, maybe you, I thought maybe you were a little hesitant to say it. I don't know. Did you see actually it was hilarious. So I don't know if you've been following this whole Elon Musk uh, controversy with the CBC, which is like a, a news outlet in Canada. Okay. They, they had like some interview and anyway, I don't know if you saw clips that was like nope. trending all over the place. Well, Elon, I'm, I'm only thinking of this episode 269 because of this. Um, he's been like tagging people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. you know, news outlets, if they're government funded. So it'll be like government funded news outlet. He did this to NPR and then NPR removed its uh, handle from Twitter and stayed on other platforms because they're like, we're independent, even though they do right. get money from the government. Yeah. So with CBC, uh, Canadian Broadcasting Corp, they're like, we're less than 70% government funded. So Elon put out a tweet, he said, we've corrected the label. And literally their label on their Twitter bio, which is unchangeable for them. It's just like part yeah. of their, their bio. Right. Okay. It says 69% government funded media. Elon <laughs> is like the biggest troll on the internet, but I don't know, 269 made me think of that. For I mean, reason. if you're the richest man in the world, this is your, this is your playground. Th- that is the definition of having FU money. You can there buy is, Twitter just yeah. to tweak people. Just, and- I mean, put put aside like, oh, I want to be rich and buy a plane. I mean, this is this is he's this is his playground. And so, speaking of tweaking people, uh, just a quick PSA before we get into the to the topics. And we've got two juicy Barbara Corcoran topics, uh, and then an AI topic that you don't want to miss. But we invited Rachel Height, who's a contributor to Inman, onto the show yep. uh, last week. And it's a, it remains an open invite. Rachel is busy today, so she can't make it. Uh, she's working a, a really big new construction project. I had a couple of uh, DMs with her. Yeah. But it sounds like in, in our last DM, and, and I'm not going to speak for her, but it sounds like she does not want to come on based on some of her opinions, specifically about me, not about Nicole on on the way that I covered the bare minimum Monday, mm-hmm. um, as well as the as the as the dress code one, and uh, th- this this to me is the problem with the real estate industry, where there's this overstuffiness. I'm not saying that she's overstuffy. I'm just saying, like, come on and let's have a discussion. I'm not 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 a debate, nothing like that. Let's just yeah. have an open discussion. I'd love to for Rachel to be able to share her thoughts on this platform so that everybody can see Rachel's point of view, because I've been covering her stories from my point of view. Right. And I want to, I want to share, um, outside of her written word, which can be, listen, you know, you, everybody can have an opinion. She's writing opinion pieces. So everybody can have an opinion on that word. I want her to come and articulate it and it's an open invite. So Rachel, I hope you do, um, reconsider and take us up on that. We'd love to have you on the real word. Now let's get into Barbara Corcoran. She must have a book coming out or something, Nicole. Because I don't know, she's all over these podcasts. She's every, she's every well, yeah, she's everywhere. <clears throat> she's yeah. got some. She's got something coming out. She's, we'll have to Google that. We'll have to see what she's got going on. She's drumming up some PR for some reason. I don't, I don't or think maybe it's big... the the next episode of Shark Tank's coming out. I mean, something yeah. must be going on. What's the big hit she had? Was it cupcakes or cookies or something? It's, cupcakes, it, cookies. I don't know. She, one of her one of her companies did really well with um, treats, so maybe she's got some treats to push. I maybe don't know. I don't know. Well, she, it sounds like she's bought eighty businesses off of Shark Tank, so it could there could be multiple treats that she's. All right. So so CNBC Make It uh, has covered a podcast that she did on. You know the name of the podcast. What was it? 
Yeah. What, what do you mean? And chicks in the office? Oh, it's chicks in the office. That's yeah. what, that's what the podcast was that's that she the was podcast, on. Which yes. I think is a barstool podcast. It is a barstool. Yes. Okay. So chicks yep. in the office. She went on there. Barbara Corkin says young people should get in the game of real estate as fast as they can. Here's why. So racket number one, let's react to this uh, clip from the podcast with Barbara Corcoran on chicks in the office. Best thing you could do is buy something as fast as you can. And when you're in your twenties, you have a big ego. I have advised more people in their twenties to hit up their parents. It's no shame in that. Yeah. Nobody buys under 40 in New York without the help of their family. You should think about that. No one, even investment bankers, they have to come up with a lot of cash to get that fancy Park Avenue apartment. But you can hit up your parents and say, if they have a savings or a rich uncle or aunt, say, <laughs> how would you like to be my partner? I'll give you half the profit when I sell this thing. I'll pay the maintenance, no cost to you. Just give me half the down payment or give me the whole down payment if you have nothing. you got to get in the game of real estate. I bought my first apartment when I was 26, a studio in Greenwich Village, top floor walk up. It was darling. I lost my courage. I forfeited the deposit and it was 84000 which you should not credit all because times are different. Right. But I lost the 10% deposit. Do you know how long it took me to catch up to the market, which ran away from me seven years before I could buy my first studio again? You have to get in the game because when you want your one bedroom, you need a chit to, to trade up with. Mm -hmm. You want your two bedroom house in the suburbs. When you have your kids, you need a chit to turn. You have to be in the game. You have to beg, borrow, steal, however you get in it. Uh, and so far as timing the market, which is a question I get all, this is a good time. Is this mm -hmm. a good, is it going to be a better time with interest rate? Forget about the timing. The timing of what you earn on that home has more to do with when you have to move than when you buy in. You know, you're not in charge of that. Your life is, you know, mm -hmm. you need a better school. You have a bunch of kids. Your husband divorces you. <laughs> you know, all these things happen, yeah. but you got to get in the game. So now, so I always say now. What, same answer, no matter what's going on in the market right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we get in. All right. So, so let, let's take it in two parts. She's talking about young people got to do everything they possibly can to get in. I mean, I didn't have a rich uncle that would have, my uncles are pathetically poor. Uh, I wouldn't have been able I to took, get any. I took money from my family to buy my first house. Okay. Well, good for you. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you, um, no, I'm just you, saying you, you said you didn't, I did like it. No, no, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying that not everybody's going to have that opportunity. Not everyone will, but yes. I mean, you know, Nicole was, White, you know, she grew up on the right side of the track. Well, but, no, I had a, I had a, a grandparent that passed. So no, my I mom know, inherited money and she gave me some of that money. Yeah. So, all right, let's cover that part first. Okay. Let the young people getting in, no matter what they can do, beg, borrow and steal, as Barbara Corcoran says. And then the second part, which mm -hmm. is, is it always a good time to buy real estate? And is that the advice, the Barbara Corcoran advice, who has built incredible business you know, in real estate, Corcoran real estate in the tri-state area, obviously, you know, she ended up selling it uh, and, and made tens and tens of millions of dollars, but a, a phenomenal broker. Uh, let, let's cover the second part of, is it always a good time to buy that? Is that the advice you should be giving your clients? So first 20 somethings, should they do everything they can to get into the game of real estate? Like Barbara says, Nicole. Um, I, I, I think that as long as they have a job, and they are responsible enough to take on a home, I do agree with her. Okay, so uh, Nicole agrees and, and beg, borrow, steal, like borrow money from family, whatever you gotta do. 
I mean, yeah, I, I think that if, I think that if someone is willing to have that conversation with you, I think that if they're a close relative or again, not some, I, it's a business transact, a transaction, but I, I don't think it's a, I definitely don't think it's a bad idea. Again, as long as you're responsible enough, my hope is, is that the person that's borrowing the money knows that you have a job and that you're responsible and that you know how to take care of things and that you know how to, you know, maintain a house. And cause it's a lot more than just owning it. It's maintaining it too, but for sure. Um, I, again, I wouldn't say steal the money, but um, I think that there should be some real, true conversations. Absolutely. Well, I, I think she, I mean, obviously, I think there was a little satire when she said steal. I mean, yeah. satire on the internet still does exist for everybody listening. <laughs> when you say certain things on the internet, it might be a little satire in there. Don't take everything literally and go onto Twitter and, and put a bunch of crying emojis out there. Uh, but regressing back to this, yes, she bought her first apartment at 26, lost $84,000. Well, she wanted deposit. to. Yeah, she wanted to. No, yeah. she backed out. She did back right. out. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't she actually buy it. Yes. Yeah, correct. Correct. And so she lost 84000 a significant loss. I had significant Huge. losses in my uh, first three real estate transactions. When was your first purchase, Nicole, when you borrowed a little bit of money? To- I was 23 years old. You were 23. Yep. Uh, so Barbara's first deal, 26. She made a massive mistake in, in backing off, in her words, and losing the $84,000. My first home purchase was at 19 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old, and 21 years old during uh, the financial crisis, during that that mortgage crisis and that run-up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know- We bought, you and I bought at the same time. We were just, we're, our ages are a little different. Yeah, so you were 23, yeah. I was 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, it was actually, it was yeah. literally free. I bought a condo for sixty thousand dollars. My husband and I we were engaged at the time. Neither one of us had jo- a job, like a real job. Like he was going to get his grad, he was getting in grad school, and I was working at a tanning salon. So we did interest only, and our mortgage payment was like two hundred dollars. And we were like, "This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us because we can't like this is cheaper than rent." So so. I think that, um, you know, 19 years old was way too early for me to buy my first piece of real estate because I didn't know a lot of different things about the game. And so she's saying you got to get it in the game. Mm-hmm. You got to get in the game and learn the game. Right. So you, you got to know the game that you're playing. Okay. I just played ba- uh, pickup basketball last night. You did? Yeah, I did. Okay. I played for two and a half hours just to clear my mind for, mm-hmm. for a little bit. And uh, I was just going down to the court to shoot around. Ends up there's a whole bunch of, you know, 23, 25, 26 year old college kids. And I got smoked out there. Right. So, you know, but I was able to hold my own on defense and some other things because I know the game. I was I didn't make myself look like a complete fool, even though I wasn't the offensive force that these young college kids, uh, you know, were out there. Right. But I knew the game. So I knew how to set the pick and actually help my team. I knew how to play a little bit of defense. I knew the game. When you don't know the game, if I went out there for the first time playing basketball against these kids, they would have thrown my ass off the court. And they should have, right? Like, get out of here because, old man, uh, you're, you're, you're not welcome here. You don't even know how to play basketball. Right. Some some dude showed up, couldn't um, couldn't speak, speak the native language here, nothing against that. But he also didn't know how to play basketball. And it was like, what, what is this guy doing? He's not taking it back. When you miss a shot, rebound, you're supposed to take it back. When you don't go know the game, everybody's like, what, what is wrong with this guy? Okay, so you got to know the game. You got to get into the game and know it first. 
uh, or you're going to make incredible mistakes, whether you're 19 like I was or 26 like Barbara. Barbara didn't know the game at 26, which is why she backed out of that deal. Okay. Uh, let's just call it what it is. Right. She didn't know uh, real estate well enough to stick in, to, to find an alternative measure to close the deal. Had she known what she was doing, she likely wouldn't have backed out of that deal. So I'm fine with buying in your 20s. But do you know, do you know that you're going to be in that location for the next 10 years? Okay. If you buy on decades, you don't lose. The last four decades, real estate has gone up over 30% each and every single decade. But do you know you're going to be there for 10 years? When I was 19 to 29, I lived in prob I lived in uh, four different uh, towns potentially. I mean, they were all in the same state, but I'm just saying like, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be where I was going to be in five, six, seven, eight years. Do you know for sure, sure you're going to be there? Now let's go to the second piece of advice. Is it always a good time to buy, Nicole? I do believe that if you need to buy, it is a good time to buy. Okay. If you need to buy, it's always a good time to buy. Okay. Uh, I still go back to, do you know that you're going to be there? If you need to buy, but you need to buy for three years, you're going to get exposed with carrying costs, realtor fees, all these different oh, things. Of course. Well, of course. I mean, well, but it's, it's so very interesting because that's always been, that's always been the shtick, right? Like if you're going to leave in two or three years, you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to lose out, but it's quite interesting because I, I'm about to list a condo and like, they didn't lose out, but. Well, because they probably bought two years ago. I mean, way to go! You bought it at the at the beginning of the the all time. Yeah, I know they actually uh, just bought it last year, but still, yes, I, I I think that if you if if yeah, you have to have those conversations, and I don't think that those, especially up here in the Northeast, I don't know that those conversations have really changed much. I mean, I still think that regardless of of how the market is going, even if it was two years ago, I was still having those conversations two years ago. I was having them last year. I'm still having them now. You know, again, if if you need to then move quickly it's 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 never a good time in my opinion um again obviously we've been very lucky up here that that, that things have continued to increase and again they're still projecting that it is but i tell people regardless if you're moving in a year or two know that your gain isn't going to be you know anything that you're you're hearing in terms of like longevity you, you want to show uh that that chart and i covered it on the hot sheet that decade, decade, the last four decades chart. If they know that they're going to be in the home for the long term, like, am I buying at the right time? Then Barbara's advice would be, yes, you're buying at the right time because you're going to be here 10 years. You never lose in a decade. Even during the early 2000s, yeah. real estate went up over 80%. Then it came crashing down 45 to 50%. You were still up over 30% in every market in America in the 2000 to 2010 timeframe. So when you buy on on a plan of decades, you don't lose always a good time to buy. But when you're a professional and you're digging deep into the individual's, you know, circumstances, their life, their situation, their knowledge, uh, you know, you can educate, but how much of that are they willing to take? Um, you know, their job structure, then it's not always a good time to buy in November at 7.37 30 year fixed wasn't as good of a time to buy now at six and a half and certainly not as good a time as quarter one last year, you know, when it was, you know, 4% and 5%. So always a good time to buy is like saying when someone asks you, 
how's the market? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's like that just like blanket statement that you need to go much deeper uh, as the knowledge broker. Shout out at, at knowledge brokers. Podcast. Yeah, no, for I, 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 but I also think that we need to take, I, obviously we're looking at just a clip it of, of the actual entire podcast though, too, because I, I think in, 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 in reference to get it, like if you want to be in real estate and again, like she was saying sort of, oh, you know, continue to climb it. Like you have to get in it. You gotta get like, in. I think it, Agree. At, at the end of the day, I think that's what like that's her bottom line. You if you want in it, like you got like there's like you gotta get in it. I and agree. unfortunately, that you like she was saying too, you never know if it's a good or a bad time because your life can like flip at any moment. Like she said, you can get a divorce, you can have a kid, you could have two kids. Like so if if you want in, just it's time to get in. It is. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that overall. Um, I would I would know what you're getting into in terms of if you gotta like leave the state. Yeah. It's not easy to manage a rental. It's just not easy not right. not being able to drive by it. Yeah. So yeah. you know, as much knowledge as you can get, the better. Um and Barbara Corcoran is the furthest thing from a racket. So I will never say anything about never. her being a racket. Uh I, I love what she's done in, in this industry. Let's go to uh the next racket, which is a fortune piece. Okay. Now Nicole, listen to this. This oh, fortune boy. piece other go publications uh reported this same story but i'm gonna source fortune because i don't have to source any legacy media brands out there and see this is what you do when you don't publish our content oh, we may never say your name again because even though you have a paywall you, you don't have special content okay so i'm gonna source fortune who okay. does have a paywall but you know i pay for that and and we're gonna use this so Barbara Corcoran on another podcast says, I love firing people on Friday. Self-made real estate millionaire and Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran can't stand negative workers. Uh, let's react to the clip, Nicole, and then, we'll, and then we'll discuss. I love firing people on Friday. I would stop by someone's desk on a Wednesday and say, hey, would you have any time sometime on Friday? They should have heard about the rumors. Yes. What time is good for you too? See you too. I couldn't wait till they came in to fire them. You know why? Because I picked out individuals who were negative and my attitude toward the negative person was they were ruining my good kids because people who are negative have to have somebody else to be negative with them. They got to talk to somebody, rah, 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 complain. Okay, I'm not talking about people who tell you what you're doing wrong. They're invaluable so that you can get better. I'm talking about chronic complainers and negative people. You got to get rid of them. So I learned very early after firing one negative person, never tell them why you're firing them. Okay. Or you get in a rat's nest. Why am I negative? Why am I? I go, no, you just don't fit the company. But why? I don't know. You just don't fit the company. Nicole. So for context, <laughs> Nicole and I have a team up in, in Connecticut where Nicole's sitting right now, uh, about 50 agents, over 10 people on staff. You call it 65 ish, uh, overall, uh, people. Mm -hmm. Can you relate to what Barbara's talking about <laughs> with negative people who, who, who grab some other negative person and then, you know, try to spread their disease of negativity? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's just, that's the disease of the world though. No I mean, if, if, if you're feeling bad, you just, you love company. So yeah. yes. And so Barbara's, she's a hundred percent right. And this is going to rub people the wrong way. Talk about the bare minimum Mondayers. They're going to have an allergic reaction to this type of, of truth in the world. 
that Barbara's talking about, where you got to get rid of negative people. Okay, that negative people impact other people. Yeah. <clears throat> and that the, the workplace is a place for for work and that she loves firing people on Friday. <clears throat> the bare minimum Monday crowd is not going to like Barbara's tough talk, Nicole. Well, they're uh, going to be forced to have a bare minimum Monday after Friday. Yeah. What's your take on her um, firing people on Friday and, and loving that that's the day that she does it at 2 p.m.? I got a theory on why she does it. In, or why she used to do it in real estate, but what, what's your take on it first? Well, I'm assuming, again, if that person is negative, the last thing that you want is for people to then come back to the workplace the day after talking to probably the person that is so negative and then that continuing to spread too. So I do think that Friday is probably the best day because then it kind of gives everyone two days off. Um, if that person is negative and continues to sort of outreach, at least it kind of gives those two days of – of no one being in the office to maybe get it off like their chests and then come back on Monday. So I think it is probably the best day. I think too, it, it can, it, 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 it stops the spread. You, I mean, you have to stop the spread. My theory, she likes firing people in real estate on a Friday because it creates a lot of weekend uncertainty. It's very hard Friday at 2 PM uh, to get affiliated with another brokerage. You know, she was running a brokerage. Right. Yeah. And so now you're like out of business for, for the weekend. a weekend potentially. I mean, yeah. you know, if you want to go by the letter of the law, you, you basically have to sit home all weekend and then, you and then you're starting to yeah. go, you know, and, and maybe these are W2s that she's talking about. Maybe not necessarily agents. Maybe it's both. I'm, I'm just saying from an agent perspective, right. You could be in scramble mode over the weekend. Um, it, it also allows you to start the week fresh. I, I think when you've got somebody that's not a fit for your, for your company, for your team, for your organization, um, you got to make the move the minute that you know, whether that's a Friday or a Monday. Uh, I fired people on Fridays. I fired people on Mondays. Uh, I've let you know people that weren't a fit for the team go um, on Valentine's Day at nighttime. And it's it's like when you know and when you have 100% of the information that they uh, are not aligned with core values, that they're not committed to your your company, or that they are dragging people in to drama and spreading lies, yep. that's the minute you've got to make the move. So I, I don't think you necessarily always got to wait till Friday because if no. they are, you know, listen, if I said to you, Nicole, you, you know, uh, well, now I know, Hey, Nicole, you free on Friday, free, free on like, Friday, I'm gonna run the other direction. Usually that means you want to get a drink. <laughs> but if I were to, if a doctor were saying, Nicole, we found something inside your body, we need to cut it out. You right. know, how's up? A couple Fridays from now, or we could do it today. You'd be like, do it today, right? I don't want right. this thing to grow. Yeah. I don't want this, and that's what the this that's what these people, these employees, these contractors in your organization who are negative. That's what they are. They're a cancer. Cancer. And over time, the the longer you let it persist, it spreads into other areas of the organization. Right. And then it starts and to And then grow. it takes on a life of its own though. I mean it can it then that sprouts into something that wasn't even original like the original <clears throat> like problem. Yeah, oh, for sure. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, I but mean their, it's their their comment, you know, they're over time people keep hearing these things over and over again. They start to believe these lies and and these um things that people are spreading. Her comments fortune writes ring somewhat similar to fellow entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk's statements about a jerk free workplace and his desire to fire those like who are negative gray. to others. Yep. And listen, Gary, Gary V is somebody who 
um, is very passionate about empathy um, and that, you know, he may align more with a bare minimum Monday workplace of like, hey, I know people aren't going to work to my level. And, um, right. you know, I, I think people should still work what, you know, what they're being compensated to do. And I think Gary does too. But my point is he overwhelmingly supports uh, kindness and empathy. But if you're a jerk in his world or in Barbara Corcoran's world, who might be a little bit more old school, a little bit more tougher uh, than Gary V in both worlds. If you're a jerk, if you're negative, if you're drama filled, you gotta go. And typically the company or the office, the organization will then grow much faster, much healthier. The culture will get much better when you get rid of those types of people. And so, uh, I, I mean, overall the Friday thing don't really, you know, I think Friday, if you really want to stick it to somebody that that's good. Um, but the minute, you know, you, they got to go. Got to go. All right. Uh, what might go is real Uh-oh. estate agents. They may yeah. go. They may go. Okay. So, uh, Matt Leonetti put up a clip. We'll, we'll watch it in a second. This is on nowbam.com. Nowbam.com. Okay. The new disruptor media company in real estate. Make sure you get on there. Make sure you get on the newsletter too. If you haven't, the, the pop-up comes up on the, on the website. Let me know if you hate that pop-up. Maybe we'll get I hate rid the of pop-up. It. I hate the pop-up. All right. Yes. AI will replace real estate agents, but this is why you don't have to worry. If chat GPT has shown us anything this year. It's that AI is for, far more capable um, than what we once imagined. Okay. So let's watch uh, Matt Leonetti's clip, which is pretty funny. And then let's just, uh, just have an overall discussion. Do you think AI is going to take over real estate agents? one thing I get asked now is what are you going to do once AI takes over the real estate industry? And listen, I agree. It's not if it's when, but also when it does happen, I give it about two weeks max before even the robots go, you know what? This shit's not worth it for what all the stress. Nobody signs documents on time. Everybody hates us. Give it back to them. The realtor's going to have it. We'll stick with our bread and butter of emails, mm-hmm. high school essays, and maybe dip our artificial toes in some screenwriting. Just keep us the hell away from real estate. All right. Obviously, I love Leonetti, but uh, Haley, I forgot how much of a potty mouth <laughs> Leonetti has. So make sure you. Bleep. Oh, I love it. We're beeping that. Make sure we beep that out. Um, that was amazing. I haven't seen. I didn't. I hadn't seen it. All right. So uh, I, I got a take here. What's your take on on this? Is a, uh, you know, is it a racket to think that AIs, uh, that the bots will take over real estate? I don't. I. I. I don't. I do. I disagree. I do not think that AI will take over the real estate. I'm kind of. I'm kind of with Matt on this. I mean, I know he was joking about it, but there is still an element of of people and emotion um, that there will need to be somebody involved in the transaction. Um, could you imagine a buyer and seller actually like coming together in some of these transactions? It could be lethal. Um, so again, I agree with him. I think that again, I know he was he was he was joking a little bit here, but I do think that part of it is true as well, where again, I, I think it will be easy for the AI to do a lot of the administrative tasks of sorts. But when it comes to the actual emotion of individuals buying and selling, I there's I they cannot replace a real estate agent for so that. He gave the example of AI being emotionally frustrated with a with a buyer or client not signing the paperwork. That's what the example Matt said, like imagine yeah. the you know, waiting and these people won't sign. That's an agent emotion where they get, why won't you sign? I sent it over four hours ago. You won't sign. We're going to lose this deal. That's an agent emotion. That's going to be a benefit to AI doing the signed paperwork to your point. 
the administrative tasks, AI is going to be very good at this thing because so they're going to replace a lot of TC and LC work, uh, you know, work roles or agent right. work roles that are administrative because they don't have emotions. AI sends over signatures, uh, signatures are done or not done. They don't have an emotion about it. It's done right. or not done. Uh, I can send reminders. I can continue to reach out, but no emotion on whether they're signing or not. No fear from the AI. It's like, why aren't they signing? Are they second guessing it? Do they not want to work with me anymore? Well, Did but the buyer, well, but, but a buyer and seller do have those emotions too. I mean, I have a, a seller right now that again, we're waiting for an addendum on an inspection and the, the agent went totally cold. And of course my seller's immediate reaction is put it back on the market. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like, and, and so what you're saying is an agent is going to have a better opportunity to step in on their emotions because they're right. going to say back to AI, why haven't they signed? Why haven't signed? AI is going to say, not signed yet, not signed yet. Yeah. And they're going to get, they're going to like want to beat this robot to death where you can then step in as the professional. Hey, here's, here's the situation yeah. um, that they're in. Uh, he, here's how we're positioned. Uh, in this negotiation, whatever the case may be, you're going to be able to talk them through that with experience and knowledge based on the market and based on, uh, you know, what that particular circumstance is. Now, Nicole, there's a lot of stuff that AI is going to do far better than any agent. Think about this. Uh, you've seen this agents in this situation. Where's the septic tank? Um, what are the monthly utilities on this property? Right. Um, what are the taxes on this property? Yep. How much have the taxes gone up in the last five years? What yep. agents can answer that about their own listing? How much have the taxes gone up in the last five years? Uh, when's the last time permits were pull, pulled uh, on this property? These are all answers that agents go, uh, let me get back to you. Uh, right. Or they make up some shit where the AI is going to be able to, over time, just spit out these answers instantly. Right. And uh, transparently, boom, 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 one after another. You see how ChatGPT works. Wait till you start prompting an AI in real estate to just spit out this information rapid fire. So setting up showings, you do not need a human to coordinate showing times. Right. Do not need it. AI will be able to handle it. You won't need a, an agent um, to open the door. Won't need it. AI can do it and lockbox authenticity. Asking the questions about the home that are either, here's the answer or not the answer, won't need an agent to do it, okay? So agents right now are, th whoa, those are a lot of the things that I do. That's where my value is. Uh, no, that's not where your value is. Your value is gonna be in how do you position a property to get the most money in the marketplace? How are you gonna get the most eyeballs on this property? How are you going to negotiate those emotions that Nicole was talking about that are going to be mixed into the deal? And how are you going to captain the ship to landing, to closing? How are you gonna be able to connect the right attorney partners and, and the right lending opportunities for your client? How are you going to be able to articulate deep knowledge about the players and the introductions in the community that this person might want to be introduced to as a new member of the community. Those are the nuances that have value, but you will never have value once AI, AI fully takes over in a, in, a, um, in a showing unless you're a rehab specialist like Nicole and you're going to go in there and be able to, but we already see with Plunk, they're doing a little bit of that, right? Like, Love it. 
right? And so, so AI is telling you what, but, but I, but I think people still want that personal touch on, on that. Um, you're not going to have value on, on showing scheduling. These, these agents that think they, they're valuable on scheduling, it's insane to me. I'm sorry, but l- let me know in the comments if you disagree, but that is going to get taken over by AI. And you, if you don't think Zillow's on top of this thing, you're kidding yourself. They will build a lot of these features in that consumers and home shoppers, the majority of them will love. And right. so I do think AI is going to take over a lot of the work. Uh, it just means that there's going to be, a, a, you know, a, a rising to the top. Okay. The creme de la creme agents that can use AI are definitely going to win in this new environment, in this new world. Uh, and a lot of agents that just rely on those administrative tasks to earn a paycheck will probably be out. Listen, there, there's website developers that are going to be out of a job because basic websites can now just be built by AI. It's happening on Twitter. People are showing, I just built and launched four websites without a human in the last week. You see so many tweets about this, people talking about it. Simple video edits are going to be done without a human. There's a lot of different things that AI is going to replace. It may be scary, but for those that are are really um, the leaders in their field, they're going to be using this to their advantage. Oh, for sure. I mean, those that aren't using it now to their advantage are foolish. Um, I mean, again, I mean, I know we're talking sort of elementary, like weeks and months ago, but if people aren't using chat GPT right now, even just for property descriptions, like what are you, you're like wasting your time. Yeah. And it, it's just so much deeper than property descriptions. This oh, for is- sure. It, it, it writes Facebook posts, Instagram. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing you there, but I'm talking about the elementary step. Like if you haven't even gotten your toe wet in just some of the simple tasks that take people or they claim it takes them hours right. to come up with an Instagram post or a Facebook, that's now I could put right, in bleep, chat. Bleep Nicole out now. Sorry. She's, she I gets mean, around Leonetti and she it's, it's, it's just, it's crap. Cause again, I could put make, I mean, I did it for, for my husband the other day. He got the head football and I'm like, make a post for my husband. He just became a head football coach and boom. Like I was like, sweet. Look, I look like a really nice wife. Like you, you had a uh, chat oh, GPT write yeah. your post about, about Mr. White's uh, congrats 100%. to Mr. White on the <laughs> yeah. head oh my God. coach. I just, I, I, I know I'm, now team. I'm totally going off on the side, but I went to pick up my son yesterday early from school at a, for a doctor's appointment and I was ringing because you have to ring the doorbell and you have to say who it is. And a guy was walking out and he walks by and he's like, wait, are you the new high school coach's wife? I was like, are you wow. kidding me? You are we, now known we're as We're in that. Connecticut. This isn't even like a Friday night, Friday this night lights like town. <laughs> hey kid, this isn't Texas. Relax. Uh, yeah. But yes, I did. I had chat GPT write my husband's post to congratulate him. Yes. Yep. And it's probably better than what you would have written. So obviously. Yes. I'm sure he knows too, that I had them right. He knows I, I use them for most things. So I'm, that's probably why he didn't comment and say, thanks honey on the post. So <laughs> it's wild what, what this is going to be able to do. And listen, oh, yeah. there's a whole debate on whether you think um, maybe government should step in and regulate uh, the ability for AI to, because this is compounding faster than anything we've ever seen. This is moving very fast because very fast it gets smarter. It gets, you know, you saw that chaos GPT, that d- separate company. And um, it basically, this guy launched it to show the bad of what can happen. And chaos GPT was like, yeah, the plan is to get so smart to kill off humans. It was like, whoa, buddy, calm down. You know, somebody kill that thing off. And so somebody, you know, somebody or some government or, or some country or whatever 
you know, some evil mind that takes a hold of AI in the wrong way, there, there can be an adverse effect. So, and, and some would argue that just putting humans out of work on roles that they've typically done might be bad. I think we've always evolved and we've become more productive, you know, as humans and, and this. Of course. I mean, look at just like farming has, I mean, not everyone's out, you know, like everything has evolved. Everything yeah. has evolved and, and productivity is, is going to win out and, and humans are going to find other ways to um, use this to their advantage. If you think about how many uh, GPT prompter positions are now out there, people need a prompter in their organization to put the best prompts because with chat GPT, it's about, it's about the best prompting uh, right. to get the best result. So for sure, uh, there you go. The best result you can have in your business this year is by joining myself, Eric, the broke agent, Danny Deals, O'Neill, Ken Pozak, and Bobby, the BAM lead producer down here in Naples on May 5th for our BAM mastermind. Uh, we were going to fix, completely fix your Instagram game, completely fix your YouTube local channel and your video at, uh, uh, editing strategy around that. We're going to have some lunch, play some golf, have some drinks, on the patio at the Ritz Carlton Tiburon in Naples. It's an all exclusive event on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Do not miss it. There's a few spots left and the link is below. Nicole, good show. Long show. Long show. Wow. Are you worn out? Nope. I feel good. Uh, shout out to Barbara Corcoran. I don't know what she's promoting, but we're going to ride her. We're going to trend ride her, jack, ride as Eric wave. always says. We're going to yeah. ride the wave there, hopefully on some... Uh, some good titles. Haley, come up with some good Barbara Corcoran uh, thumbnail and title. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit the subscribe here on the BAM YouTube channel. And Nicole and I will see you next week, hopefully with Rachel. The invite is open, Rachel. Oh. So we'd love to love to see Rachel Height uh, next week. If not, we'll have another great show for you. And uh, keep it real. Bye.